Welcome to Three Day Work Weeks for Millennial Entrepreneurs, the show where we explore how the magic of systems can help you achieve a well-rounded life and business. It's time to work smarter, not harder, and ditch that hustle harder lifestyle. Make sure to check out the show notes to learn more about our signature program, Smarter Not Harder, Three Day Work Weeks for Millennial Entrepreneurs. And here's the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Three Day Work Weeks podcast. I am really excited to share with you Miss Christy Tobias. She is the owner of Fearless Existence LLC, and she is a consultant, a coach, an author, a speaker, a TV and podcast host. She recently is on a streaming app as a content creator, so she has a lot going on. Christy, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me, Kate. I'm super honored and you know how much I admire and love you. So I couldn't imagine being in a better place than with you today. You are so sweet. Thank you so much. I'm happy to have you here. And we are going to chat a little bit today about your business because you do have a full-time job, but you also, I mentioned all these things that you do. And so with your own business as an entrepreneur, Plus y'all, she's so involved in the community. She loves to work out. She's always doing things out, seeing people. So Christy has a really well-rounded life, very fulfilled schedule. So yes, absolutely. And I have a dog because why not? (laughs) Of course we have to have our furry friends. Cooper is such a cutie. I wish y'all could see him. He uh, has the cutest sweater on today. (laughs) (laughs) He always does. (laughs) So Christy, where are you at with Fearless Existence LLC right now? What is going on in your business as an entrepreneur? Boy, that's a great question. So with Fearless Existence, the original scope of it when I first developed LLC was to really build out more of that small business, nonprofit, personal coaching. As you mentioned, I do have my corporate job where I do like large scale consulting. But one of the things I noticed in the community, especially in the Pensacola community, is we have so many small businesses and nonprofits who just need some coaching, some tips, some resources to help them do the you know, primary functions of their job, but also do it with their people instead of feeling like um, they CEOs are feeling like they're doing it all on their own. It's about that engagement and cascading of it. And so with Thrill's existence being that was the primary focus last year, it was a really weird space to be in. And I noticed there were a lot more people wanting work around like diversity, equity, and inclusion, which is also an area that I work in. And so I kind of shifted gears a little bit and narrowed my scope to be a little more mindful of the environment that we're in and maximizing the ability to help people in what's an uncomfortable time. So I've actually taken on more clients around diversity, equity, and inclusion. I have one of my, I should say one of my, a larger client that's occupying most of my time right now. With it just being me under fearless existence, one client is basically enough. (laughs) So at this point, but it's, it's their really a great small company, truly enjoying working with them and really making it a a big part of how we differentiate them in the community and in the market that they serve. So really focusing in and leaning in on that. Though that was the primary focus, what I started realizing is when I launched my book in February of last year, 
I launched it prior to really leaning into fearless existence. And what I started to think through is with the book, I also launched the podcast at the same time. And it brought me back to my passion. I love being in front of the camera. I love being on stage, but I really love talking to people. And I'd had a talk show a long time ago with my corporate company and then busyness and let that drop and and focused on so many other things. So bringing this back to my personal company was just so invigorating that I was like, I'm going to expand this. And so I was able able to partner with a marketing firm with social icon agency. So instead of uh, actually investing money in employees, I decided to invest finances in a retainer, basically of having a marketing team. That is not my strength. It is a weakness of mine. And it was, it took a, a bit for me to really think through if that was the right decision. And it's been a year since partnering with this company and it has just my reach in the entertainment side of fearless existence has just grown exponentially funny because i thought i would be more leaned into that executive coaching side but i'm seeing more of the the talk show now is where i'm actually starting to pick up some speed financially i've got a little more financial back backing under the executive coaching side but with the podcast now being on streamoco the streaming service there's going to be some connect the dots there with some financial backing as well. So I've leaned in more to investing in my passion, but I'm building the foundation around the executive coaching. So it's just, it's kind of cool because I think, especially for all entrepreneurs, when we think about our business, sometimes we can pigeonhole ourselves and you don't want to go too far because those two areas may seem different, but they're totally aligned with where I've wanted to drive fearless existence. I just found that the balance of the two shifted a little bit as far as time and energy and effort, but also still maintaining the foundation and core of what fearless existence is. I love that you talked about how you can have multiple things going on at one time and that they shift from their, how much time and effort you put into them, which one is your main focus based on whatever's going on. And that they can also marry each other and become an ecosystem of how they all fit together. Because as entrepreneurs, we're so often told to niche down and just have one small niche, which in what you talked about with coaching around diversity and inclusion, that makes sense. But also you don't have to decide that's the only thing you do and you'll never do anything else again. In that, you've got this trickle down effect where someone, you have your clients who are looking to you to provide a service and education around something that they don't have. And then you have your marketing agency that you work with that provides something to you that you don't have the bandwidth to do. So this podcast is all about systems and efficiency and how these struggles of managing all the things what that looks like. So what systems do you see that are critical to getting Fearlessly Made You and all of your other, your podcast, your book, your TV show, Moco streaming, all that stuff. What do you see coming up next for you as far as creating those systems and some more efficiency in the business? Oh, Kate, that's such a question. (laughs) 
I think the biggest thing for me, and as you agree with social icon has really helped. She's become a coach to me for my own business because she's had her own business for so long. And with our partnership, I've really leaned on her to help me think outside of the box. And one of the biggest things that I know I need to build some systems of efficiency around is a consistent stream of revenue. So it's not to say that I, I've got my clients, of course, and then I've got the podcast, but there needs to be consistent backing. That's a constant builder within the actual business. And that is something that I think as, um, as someone who has a full-time corporate job already, I am grateful that I have the finances that help start the business. And I did have a business loan that I took out as well. But in that being the case, my goal was in year two to really start to reduce debt around myself and my business, because I want to open up other areas where I can start to think about sponsorships and, and financial backing and really build efficient spaces for me to expand. Cause right now I'm maxed out. Yeah. Expanding would require funding. And I think funding would then also help support expanding my market base because of course, depending on where that funding comes from, that's a, another lever that I'm able to connect with. And so that's one of the things Brie and I just had this conversation She's like, I could spend an entire, like my entire job could be just finding resources and funding. And I was like, that's where my struggle is right now. Is that is where I, as I think about what I need most in my business, I absolutely needed the marketing team, but I really am starting to now level down on, I absolutely now need to think about how I am proactively identifying funding streams that will constantly feed into the business. So I have the like you, the podcast is such a great resource and people do want to sponsor this and there are opportunities out there. I just have to really start to reevaluate and organize where I'm putting in my effort and my energy. Cause that's, I think the hardest piece right now is I've put so much effort and energy in doing now I need to put effort and energy into laying out the foundation a little more. So I that's definitely where, Oh, I could use another me. <laughs> able to do that. I came really close to actually hiring a virtual assistant. And I realized in doing that helps support the small things, but in the long run for me, it would actually add more stress and anxiety because I am so intimately involved in every aspect of this business that stripping it out a little bit gives me you know, it gives, it gives me a little angst. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not ready for that. Like we're in year two. Like, like I totally down. hear you. Yeah. <laughs> I totally hear you on that. And it's really interesting that you brought that up because so many of my clients have that same feeling. And I actually learned myself by trial and error that I went and outsourced everything to a virtual assistant company. And it was a total disaster because mm -hmm. I didn't really have a plan for yes what they were supposed to be doing or yes. what, and then what was I supposed to be doing once they were doing it? And then double the work was happening because I was teaching them what to do, but we just were going around in circles, but it was absolutely on me. And so this is where I've created this formula for my clients of, okay, how do we bring on someone to help where it's actually helpful? You're not spending more time teaching this person than it would take for you to do it so that you don't you're not like, why am I even paying this person? Yes, <laughs> and yes. yeah. And then being able to have them execute on something that legitimately helps you. And is not just little tasks that you're like, yeah, helpful, but 
is it really impacting the bottom line to actually make your position worth it? So I really like that you brought that up because that's such a common thing that my clients, my students struggle with too, is figuring that out. Like, how do you remove yourself as that bottleneck? Because do you ever feel like that, that you're the bottleneck that everything has to run through? Oh my goodness. Yes. So when I first decided to, um, outsource the marketing, social media, the editing and all of that good stuff with the podcast to social icon, the first, so we did a couple of things all at once in one day, we did a virtual book launch. So I did the physical book launch for an entire week. And one of those days was a virtual book launch. And then we also filmed four episodes of the podcast. Ooh. Um, and so in do I right. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> that's a lot in one day. <laughs> it was too much. It was so much. But in that process, when I did all of that, I was very much and still am very much hands on. Wanted to make sure that the emails that were sending out the links to everyone was crafted, making sure I reviewed every single podcast, all of those things. And I don't have the energy or the time to be able to do that. And it was, I was bottlenecking myself. They were going to still keep going because there's a timeline for release. And so the things that I was doing was keeping myself from enjoying. So it, it definitely was an opportunity. Like now I have dedicated a day. So I have a full day that we dedicate to filming. And that week is when I dedicate my time specifically to preparing versus me like stressing and having anxiety over it weeks and weeks in advance. We have a couple of things that we have to work out and making sure that we're, we're getting everything aligned, but I'm streamlining a little bit of my process of let me give myself a week just to work through things. So before and after filming. So instead I was turning around the write-ups for each of the podcast episodes, like the same day that I filmed, that is dumb because I couldn't think my brain was exhausted and I was adding on all of this work and bottlenecking myself because I was stressing. And so I think that's the thing too, is like defining like what a bottleneck is for you. Mm -hmm. For me, my business is going to keep going, but it was bottlenecking of how am I enjoying the business? How am I making sure that I'm being creative and innovative in the business? And when I'm stressed and considering everything I'm doing stressed, then I'm no longer enjoying it. I'm no longer able to think creatively about what I want. So like the write-ups were the same write-ups over and over again. And I wasn't having fun in introducing the new voices that are being represented on the podcast. So I was doing them a disservice. Gratefully, bless Bree, she would go to my right. She's like, nope. <laughs> She's like, updated. Uh, Cause he was like, nope, it's not. And I noticed it and I was going to say something. And then I was like, my heart, read it again. And I was like, oh, she's so right. It was very, it was just becoming just this little routine. I was like, the minute something becomes a routine is the minute I'm losing the energy and the fun in it. And I'm not at the stage where I can afford to do that because it is new and it needs to continue to be fresh and built upon. So it definitely was an opportunity. And I I could 100% see right now that shift is occurring where I'm finding that I'm bottlenecking myself. It goes back to the opportunity I'm running into, which is finances and funding. I'm not able to flesh, take out energy or invest energy into those resourcing. And that's going to hurt me. It's going to come up very quickly and and hurt me now. If I don't start to really build upon that, like having the fact that I had, I have an executive coaching client is fantastic. And it gives a little bit of a cushion right now. Cushion is maybe going to be a cushion for the next three or four months. And then I really need to dial into consistency in my business, having revenues that's constantly there. And so I think that's the piece now where I'm, 
I had built out, and that was the funny thing is I'd built out a sponsorship plan. I built out all these things. I started reaching out to people and then mm-hmm. I stopped. And I was like, what happened? <laughs> like, like yeah. but I my own way. And Absolutely. so I have to go back to that now. And having those simple systems in place for being able to track that and take the thinking out of what comes tomorrow mm-hmm. and allows you to really think creatively when it's time to sit down and either make that phone call or write that email that you can use. You've got maybe a skeleton template and mm-hmm. these are ABC, the people that I'm reaching out to today. But what then you don't have to think about who am I reaching out to and what is the purpose of why I'm reaching out to them? So you can use all that creative energy and that higher level thought to be creative about why would we want to partner together? What's in it for them? And how can I really shine through this? Because just like you're saying, when you try and overload yourself in one day, that's like where we talk about the top three method of how we organize our to-do list in smarter, not harder, because you can't overload yourself. It's so easy to do this. We all do it, especially as entrepreneurs, but you can't overload yourself too much because then you literally can't think. And it just doesn't work. Like any, and I really like that you talk about not enjoying it because that's the whole point. Yep, exactly. And it's just, it's funny because I think this year, especially with everything that's happened over the past couple of years with everyone and the COVID and everything, we hear COVID so much, but we take for granted the impact it's really had on our lives. I've found that reevaluating what does bring me joy and what brings me peace and the two Mm. become hand in hand Um, because something that like brings you happiness and stress are different than something that brings you joy and peace. And so there's a consistency there and I'm realizing it so much. And and it's funny as we're like talking about this and I'm so, I I knew this was going to happen because it happens, it has happened every time you and I talk, my (laughs) brain is actually starting to work through some some like thoughts and ideas of how I can actually work smarter and not harder again, every time I talk to you and get back into some of the things, like you said, like, I was like, you've already written down all these things. You've already gone through all this process just yeah. move forward. And that's the thing is like bottlenecking myself for no reason. I need to have a perfect, why you already made it. Like you already created all these things. Yeah. Don't reinvent the wheel every time. Yep. Yep. It's, and I'm so good at that. <laughs> I think we all are. Yes. <laughs> we think that if we did it once, we need to redo it the next time. Exactly. For like, some reason it's different or better. And people will know that we did that we reuse something. I don't know. It's, it's a curse, but when you have that stuff there, like in a template and it's ready to go and pop it in and change a few things, you're like, all right, this is great. So you talked about that your what's next for fearless existence is creating those systems around being able to get that funding so that you can create that consistent income. What about after that? You talked about like peace and half and, and joy, like what's next? So I really, at this point with the streaming service, we have the visualization of the podcast. And so it's on YouTube as well, knowing the direction the world is going and we are moving more into streaming. People are moving out of TV as it sits now. I want to expand 
fearlessly made you into a true television show. Mm -hmm. um, so I am, I actually was having a conversation with Doug Bunsey, the CEO of Blab TV, a little shout out to Doug, but we were just talking about some great ideas because he's just a wealth of knowledge and resources. And that's, as people are listening to this, something else to remind yourself of, always surround yourself with experts in a field that you're trying to tap into because you cannot do it on your own at all. And so we've been chatting about just some opportunities there. And he was helping me just flesh out, how do I maximize where I am now? Um, and my publishing company and I have that conversation as well. How do I maximize where I am? I'm now in the space I'm in now. So I really want to maximize the YouTube channel. I want to maximize where not just the podcast, but what else can I pull out of fearless existence? And truthfully, the branding of fearlessly made you under fearless existence. So that's the book, that's the podcast, that's the streaming series and really build upon a true TV show. So I want to make that part of the, the intellectual property that I have, which is slow rolling, but that is the ultimate goal and really to build fearless existence into a production company is really what I want to be able to do. I think wow. there's so many voices out there that need to be represented, especially women, black females. I really want to be a source of representation for people that don't necessarily have to be actors or anything like that, but just want their stories told. And more in that like documentary and style of production, because I am not an actor, I'm just animated, um, which are <laughs> different things. And I want real voices. Like I love, and yeah. I think Moco actually does a really nice job of that and showcasing real voices. So I'm so glad we have this partnership and I anticipate learning so much from them in this process and maybe that, and I know they've talked about the potential for a TV series of course, as well. So I think there's just some great opportunity to expand that thought and expand the work that's around that and really start to maximize where fearless existence can go in that production world. It's really cool to hear the big vision because that's what I love getting to with, with my clients. It's like, how let's get to the big vision of like, what do you really want to do? Like you've already written the book and had TV shows. Like now you're like, all right, production company. This is, you know, make voices be heard that aren't already. I yeah. really love that. So what about though, lifestyle wise, what does that look like for you? Currently me and my dog Cooper are living our best life, drinking a lot of wine and <laughs> just hanging out. Yeah. I'm looking and I have told you at where I want to live right mm -hmm. now. I love Pensacola. I love the community here, but I'm seeing some opportunities closer to where there is an entertainment base like Atlanta I'm still being here. So for those of you listening, what's happening? I, I film in Pensacola, like on purpose. So, so my connection and my home in Pensacola will still, it, it's still going to be a source for me of community, but I need to expand my reach. And I've always talked about expanding my reach in general. When I was traveling all the time with my corporate job, I was able to do that a little more organically with travel being different now, I'm realizing I'm going to have to push those boundaries a little bit myself, which is great. And so I think that's where I'm at right now is I'm investing a lot in how I am seeing the world and how I am expanding where I can go in the world. And much, it's going to sound weird, but it is what it is. I'm so much less focused on dating and relationship life. It's just mm -hmm. something that's just not part of my purview, not because it's not something I want, but I find focusing in on it. I focus hard and I get very passionate and can't focus on something that's outside of my control. And I also have to make sure that we say the word manifest, but make sure that I'm in the line of sight where I am seeing the direction I want in my life. 
before I'm worried about someone else's life. Um, I had a girlfriend who um, shared this really nicely. She was like, you are building your empire so steadily. Continue with that work because there can't be someone coming alongside you right now, number one, to knock over that work. But number two, because there is so much going on, it's got that speedboat mentality. The speedboat is is moving real fast. So you either got to be in it if you can keep up or you're going to be in a little life raft, like hanging on for dear life, which I feel like <laughs> in my love life, mostly is people are on little life rafts, bless their little hearts, hanging on for dear life, little speedboats going fast. And I have to be honest with myself about that too. Like, it's so funny. My, my friend is always saying, I think you and I have talked about this. Oh yeah. We did talk about how I release men a lot. And so <laughs> I'm in release mode right now. I don't even catch them. They just hang on to the little life raft. I didn't catch them, but <laughs> I'm releasing what does not bring value and benefit into my life is probably the best way to put that. <laughs> yeah. And creating that el- like that element of peace and joy yep. around you. Yep. Exactly. That's serenity while you're building. Exactly. That's amazing. Christy, this has been such a great interview. Thank you so much for being so vulnerable with us and sharing your heart in so many different ways. This was really great conversation. Thank you for being here. Oh, Kate, you have no idea. I've been looking forward to this. And in true transparency, I I woke up this morning, I wasn't feeling great, but I was like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to make sure I'm good. It's like right before this, I was like, I'm getting my lunch. I'm going to have some kombucha. We are going to make this happen primarily because I believe so much in who you are, Kate, and what you represent. And I also believe so much in your community. And I think that this conversation, these conversations are so important for people to have and, and to be part of. So I'm honored and I appreciate you for having it with me. Thank you so much. You're making me emotional. Um, (laughs) Thank you for being here. Thank you for being such a wonderful friend. And y'all have to go check out Christy. So Christy, where can everybody find you on all the things? Yes. Great question. So you can find me um, on Instagram at Christy Tobias, Facebook, Christy Tobias as well. Care I-S-T-I-E, Tobias, T-O-B-I-A-S. Or you can very easily Google fearlesslymadeyou.com. That is my primary website. That's where you can have access to my book, my podcast. Everything is under fearlessly made you. So if you even just type that in the Google search, you'll literally see all the things. Amazing. And we'll link all that in the show notes for y'all. Christy, thank you again. And we will talk very soon. Thanks so much for listening to the show today. If you're curious how you can create more white space while scaling your business, check out the show notes to learn more about our signature program, Smarter Not Harder, three-day work weeks for millennial entrepreneurs. Make sure to rate and review the podcast wherever you're listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.